Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, here hanging out with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. It's Cameron Reginator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? Doing well. I'm ready for uh, this season. I am too. We're here. We're going to talk about some Chicago Red Stars preseason things. There's a lot of preseason things going on. And I'm really excited about this particular pod because uh, we're growing by one microphone. We're techie now. Turns out we're bringing that uh-huh. quality pod yeah. content. We can speak over, over each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that, everybody. We did not plan that. We can harmonize our <laughs> opinions now. <laughs> it's good, good stuff. But, uh, there's a lot of things actually that we got to go over. It's been an odd off season uh, where we left everybody on last episode was basically the draft episode. We had a recap of the draft um, talking about sort of how Chicago came away with another uh, pretty big draft day like they typically do. Just to remind everybody, they came away with several picks. Uh, they came in with the number one draft pick in Tierna Davidson, selected uh, Maria Sanchez, Bianca St. George's, Kayla, uh, Kayla Sha- uh, Sharples, excuse me, yeah, April Bakken, Hannah Davison, and Jenna Suchesny. And um, that was a, a fun draft, and it was really cool to be there and talk about and cover. Uh, shout out to a very, very Chicago draft. Drafted themselves couple Irish players, Mexican player, Polish player. It was a very Chicago representative. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't until later that I like truly wrapped my head around the fact that they got someone named Tierna. That is super Irish. Yeah, that is like, yeah, it's about as Irish as you get. And yeah, I I really kind of took that for granted. It's the thing. It's the thing where when you think about like a person and you are so um, like uh, familiar with who they are that you don't think about their name. But just like Tierna Davidson is a very apt name. For Dude, a and just the idea of the fact that there's going to be a Tierna Davidson. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a Kathleen Naughton yeah. on the same team is just like. Oh, man. Everybody just calm down there. Yeah. St. Patrick's coming up. <laughs> it's coming it's up. coming up real yeah. quick. But um, yeah, it was it, again, it was a, it was a, a wild and fun uh, draft day. And prior to that. Some of the draft day n- news that, that week, they, they made a trade for Katie Johnson, and they just recently announced that the quote-unquote official signing, she crossed the T's and dotted the I's there, and she is officially a Red Star for 2019. And some things, you know, started rolling as most things happen post-draft event. Uh, teams typically announce their signings or re-signings of players with – along with other various uh, preseason announcements, uh, like the pre- uh, preseason schedules for certain teams, like the other maybe collegiate uh, teams or other NWSL teams that they'll be facing. And sometimes the allocation list drops for national team players, but we're still sort of waiting on that. Um, and other news drops along with the schedule. And that has happened for the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, some NWSL news that sort of broke was also the announcement of a mutual parting of ways in terms of a broadcast deal with a Networks and NWSL as far as the broadcast rights uh, for those games, like the whole game of the week thing. Uh, they're going to stay on as a sleeve partner. They're literally going to be on the sleeve. That's it. Shout out to that pink patch on those jerseys. Mm-hmm. So they're sticking around in the, that aspect. 
and the uh, NWSL media team is going to still be doing some some good work there. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of made us feel some kind of way. I think you and I sort of got together and we were just had a beer and we're chatting about it off mic. But I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on that on the pod because I thought you had some pretty good thoughts about how that could maybe sort of impact Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. I I mean, I feel like I I've definitely already talked about this in various other channels about like the bigger picture but when it comes to Chicago um, I think one of the main things at least that we were told about the league being cool with this parting of the ways is um, that the ownership group has a little bit more control over how the property is used because they got their 25% back and um, Annie has less of a stake in that now so um uh, the Washington Spirit are they have a deal to broadcast home home games home games yeah I believe it's the same uh, with home their games. NBC Sports affiliate which um, is great and my thought immediately was I, I I honestly don't know how open these networks are to even negotiating with this but it seems like there's definitely a market not only um, in in you know just people who would want to watch it, but just in sports programming over the summer in Chicago that you would think either a channel like WGN or um, the former Chicago sports network, which is now NBC sports Chicago, either of those channels would be interested in a local deal for red stars games. Because I mean, we were talking about this because the Chicago TV landscape is changing. The Cubs are talking about moving off of local cable (laughs) Gross. Gross. Uh, and, uh, but hey, what better than to fill that space with good, happy things like uh, the Chicago Red Stars? Yeah, just there should only be one team in Chicago and it should be. It should, the exactly. Um, but it's like, it, it, it does go back to the fact that like Chicago is very well positioned in that um, they are a city whose local sports market kind of perpetuates itself and therefore has a television have has TV partners that respond to that. For example, the fact that the Chicago Sports Network even existed. Yeah. That's wild. There are only so many markets in the country that even have that. So the idea that you have people who are looking for 24-hour sports coverage just locally, you would hope that the Red Stars would be able to get into that at some point. Maybe even like a replay. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be live. You know what I mean? Yeah, that could be right. cool. Because yeah, I, I definitely totally. see some goofy ass replays yeah. on yeah right it's just the most random stuff and it's like and i'm like can yeah. we get a red stars game in here i love darts yeah, and no right. disrespect to darts yeah because right. i'm really not even trying to be sarcastic yeah. but i mean yo let's get a red stars replay on there uh you know yeah and i think about like the chicago sky you know yep. uh and sort of how they've had their games on uh the u or the me too uh yeah, right. sort of uh network. there's so much local tv here like yeah. it just get them on there you know pretty please, please. somebody make that happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was it was uh one of those once you sort of gut punch news drops you know it's like they made that announcement of like hey there's not going to be the broadcasting deal with them anymore they're games are still going to be accessible everybody it's going to be on the yahoo streaming um so it'll be available to to watch and keep up with and they also the next day ended up releasing the schedule so it was mm-hmm. like hey here's this news but here's this other thing that everybody's been waiting on it's right. an nwsl schedule for 2019 and uh it was pretty cool it was good to see all the teams sort of uh push out their schedule and hype it up uh really loved the stuff coming out 
for the Red Stars and how they made it very, very Chicago and very, very local. A um, couple videos that they put out and sort of the design that they built around that as yeah. far as, you know, incorporating the CTA lines. And uh, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things right away on that schedule is people noticing that, that doubleheader again this yeah, year. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. It's n- it's a little bit different this year versus how it was last year. I mean, the Red Stars are still the main event. They're going to be kicking off at 1230. It, se- it seems to me like it's a little bit more of a separate yeah. one and two. It's not Because it's it's, uh, the fire are, are right. kicking off at noon, and they're going to be facing Play. off against the Colorado Rapids. Right. And then you've got the Red Stars at 230 right. against the Thorns. Yeah, and I want to mention, too, in regards to that um, – uh, the Chicago Red Stars front office was saying, and this is actually what leads me to believe that this is a different situation than what happened last year through Portland, which is that um, tickets to the, if you buy tickets to the doubleheader, I believe actually when it comes to revenue, it makes a big difference if you buy them through the Chicago Red Stars website as opposed to through the Fire website, which um, leads me to believe that perhaps the behind-the-scenes negotiations of, of this particular event might be a little bit less cohesive than last year because last year obviously it was against Portland. They have NWSL interests, all of that sort of stuff. Um, this is a little. This is obviously different. This is just kind of the Red Stars doing their thing. Also against Portland, uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. But I think that it might be a little bit less officially attached to the game before it. So if you're thinking about going, buy through the Red Stars because that'll make a difference. Hit that link. Yep. Hit that Red Stars link. Mm-hmm. No one told me to say that, by the way. That's literally just what I have gathered from what I've seen online. Yeah, word. Yeah. I mean, and also hit that link. Yeah, <laughs> give also them that like, money. Hit that link. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get that yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. Revenue is important. Um, but yeah, like that was just like one of the things that I think stood out the most. It's like the the idea of potentially being, you know, maybe left over from uh, the fire crowd, sort of seeping into to the to the Red Stars game and they're sort of being that you know optics of like a big home opening game because that is the going to be the Red Stars home opener on yep. April 20th the season kicks off on April 13th for them they're going away to North Carolina maybe it'll at least be 40 degrees by then and that's the other thing I'm really <laughs> excited about that it's on April 20th yeah. shout out to 420 it's on April 20th so hopefully there's gonna uh, be some nice weather you can wear a jacket maybe you know I don't know just the hoodie, man. Yeah, just like, right. Hopefully, it's just like hoodie weather uh, or fleece weather if you're not in the hoodies. If hoodies are just too thuggish for yeah, you, maybe right. it's just a nice fleece. Yeah, you know that would be nice. Um, but I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I thought the uh, to kick off the week before away at North Carolina was sort of just one of those things. We love a fake rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A rivalry that has nothing to do with like the teams on the field. I uh, I loved what you have affectionately <laughs> dubbed it as the drainage derby. It just is though. They're still they're all still so mad, dude. Everyone is so angry I, still. And no, specific people. There's one person who's specific very people angry, are angry, very angry. About- which is actually very funny because the person who is the angriest is 
the manager of the team that won the semifinal. <laughs> you have so many other things to be proud of. Right. Please do not be mad about that thing yeah. that no longer matters anymore. No one for one second even said like, hey, our team beat your team. Nope, that never came Doesn't up. Doesn't matter. Not important. No, how dare you yeah. smirch the honor of my drainage <laughs> the system. The drainage system. Good stuff on that schedule when uh, the schedule drops. But hey, in a general sense though, uh, Chicago starting very, very strong. Uh, strong, strong, strong schedule starting out. They're really I diving like in. What is it? North Carolina first, then Portland, then Orlando? <laughs> I think that's right. But basically, at a glance, I haven't gone back and, and checked, but from what I recall, I think Chicago, if you're looking at the grand scale of their schedule – I think the second half of the season, they're only playing two games against 2018 playoff teams. I um, I really like that end of the schedule. It's a good one. If they yeah. get, if everyone survives, truly, if everyone <laughs> survives the World Cup, it could go really, they could kind of clean up by the end there. But it probably does mean, though, that they're going to have some work to do when they go into that break. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with – I think I like the, the sort of strong competitive uh, beginning part of the season because I feel like the Red Stars for so many consecutive seasons now have sort of started off these seasons, you know, like away against competitive teams. Or they play Houston like three shorthand, times. Shorthanded. Yeah, right. Uh, not fully rostered, yeah. you know, but yeah. it is. It's going to be North Carolina Courage. It's going to be Portland. It's going to be Seattle Rain. Uh, and then Orlando. And, and then, uh, and then uh, <laughs> I'm hallucinating. You're hallucinating. <laughs> and sorry. then uh, and then Utah Royals. Oh, okay. So like the first four weeks <laughs> yeah. are going to be them, That's and then tough. they're gonna and yeah. then they're gonna have Carolina again in week five. So like That's the first a lot. five yeah. weeks, it's like yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be some That's serious. Business. Show me who you are, kind of yeah. games. They could have a kind of a rough record by the end of those first five weeks. And I feel and like it won't be the end of the world, but it will no, feel bad. It'll feel bad. <laughs> yeah. It won't be the end of the world. Yeah. It'll feel bad. But I also feel like that's sort of been a trend. Yeah. For the Red Stars, sort of kicking off their their yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be exciting to see, but definitely good to sort of see that end of the season kind of homestead they have like two games um back to back closing things out at toyota park yeah i mean that's huge right like um i feel like i i i went over i just felt like we've never even properly like fully comprehended last year's schedule because it was so insane um but uh that again we keep going back to that road trip at the end and they did great and it, it was fine, but also like I'm what I, what, what we, what we were talking about this before we started, which is just like, you could see, you could almost see maybe what the red stars were bringing to the scheduling like meetings and what they wanted yeah. in response to 2018, which was they don't want to end on the road and they don't want they just don't want the end of their season to be the hardest part of their season. Yeah, I like like those last four matches, like the last four weeks of the season, which we've historically seen the last six to four weeks <sighs> yeah. of the season is what kind of determines things. Right. And I'm sorry about these last four weeks of the season. They've got uh, Orlando and Sky Blue away. Yep. And then they've got the Spirit and then the Royals at home Yep. to finish out. And I think on paper – 
just sort of looking. You're looking at a couple of those teams it's being just, like, we can handle business. It's just balanced yeah. in a way. Again, like, it, truly, I still don't think anyone gives enough credit to what they did going away to North Carolina, away to Portland, away to Seattle, and then away to Orlando at the end of last year. We will talk about it forever. Yeah. It, it, and then away to Utah at the end. Yeah. Which it was, I mean, they had clinched by them, but still, oh, my God. So you could just so I just see I can I can envision Chicago saying, "Okay, we're signing up for a real big break. Should we make the playoffs? But that's better than what we had to do last year, which I think is true." Yeah, no, I'm into it. I'm hyped. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to maybe spending a couple Sundays with you. We'll see what yeah. happens. Trying to get you in that press box on me so we can yeah get that real analysis mm-hmm. going on, uh, but. Yeah, a lot of Sunday games on there for the home games. That uh, is also balanced. A lot of Saturday night games, which is yeah. awesome. Into it. Um, this is where the TV thing kind of breaking down, I think, sometimes works in people's favors. They don't have to play at 2.30 on a Saturday. They can play at 7 instead. Works better for literally everybody. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, what is it, two Wednesdays, six – Saturdays and seven Sundays. There's only six and six. I don't know. Doesn't add up to twelve, Claire. Yeah, you're right. The math is yeah skewed. I am. It's yeah. Late. Um, <laughs> still saying crazy things, but um, it's a balanced schedule. Um, less time on short rest. This is still a big, obviously, knock on wood because everyone f- got hurt during the preseason tournament last year, but hopefully we'll survive this year and we won't have like six starters out at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, I would say despite the fact that we're going to have a very big world cup break, there's a lot of reasons to be very excited about this team. Yeah. Ditto. There's a lot more cohesion. It's incredible to think like going into this season versus how much upheaval we felt like was happening at this point last year. Yeah, where Kristen Press had just left. Sam Kerr had just mm. arrived. Um, Julie Ertz and Casey Short were both getting hurt exactly this time yeah. of year. Yuki Nagasato. Yeah, they, yeah, it was just all of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, just, it was, yeah, like, it it was, was just... It was looking bleak. It was looking bleak. And, and, and it felt bleak. It yeah. felt bleak in the beginning of the schedule. Yeah, the, the Red Stars had like a couple really high-profile people get pretty knocked up during the She Believes tournament, which we're in the middle of right now. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, again, none of that is for certain, obviously, but, um, it's so much stronger right now than it was a year ago. Yeah. Word. I think with that, with that schedule drop, I think it got everybody really, really hyped. Yeah. I, people were like asking for it and sort of making jokes and doing a countdown of like, when, where's the schedule we're going to get? And I think when it finally dropped, it just sort of got everybody re-energized again about, about the season to come. And, uh, the preseason schedule was announced for the Red Stars as well. They sort of hit um, everybody with the news about how they're going to uh, prepare in the preseason, and they announced a March 9th uh, closed-door match uh, at the University of Missouri. So we'll see what happens there. And then they also announced that they're going to participate in the Portland Spring Invitational once again. And I love the Portland Invitational. It's become this... Um, sort of annual thing uh, that teams participate in. It's it's historically been the Portland Thorns, Chicago Red Stars, and the Houston Dash, and the U23 team. Uh, this year, 
Houston Dash are not participating, and instead it's going to be Seattle. Uh, well, sorry, not Seattle Rain. It's going to be Seattle. Rain yeah. FC. Yeah, the Tacoma the Rain. The Tacoma Rain. It's yeah. going to just be Rain FC. Uh, so those three teams in the U23 uh, are going to be you know, participating in that, and that's always fun. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Your girl's uh, coming through to Portland. I'm going to go and cover that. So hopefully we get some good content coming out of there for you guys. And – I think uh, what I'm looking forward to the most, I mean, not to play favorites, but I, I kind of like that it's a new team in the ring that are yeah. involving themselves in the preseason invitational. And I also am excited because, you know, when when the preseason roster drops, which probably already has once you are listening to this episode, uh, most teams, when they announce their preseason rosters, and it's always this joke where it's like, is it going to be over under 30 players mm-hmm. on the preseason rosters? So I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing some of the names on there and seeing how they can, uh, you know, perform out on the pitch and maybe make some noise. And especially the, the recent draftees. I know they're probably pretty eager to get out there and show the team what they got. I'm excited to see, um, yeah, Sanchez in particular. I feel like, again, we – Tierna Davidson is a known property – um, I'm a little bit more excited. We know what Tierna Davidson we know looks exactly. like. Yeah, we <laughs> were watching her during. We she saw beliefs. her mere hours ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for some of the more unknown unknown players to show up. Yeah, word. I'm right there with you. Um, Restar is also dropping additional news. Lots of news. Lots of news uh, over this uh, past weekend. They uh, I already mentioned they announced the signing of the official signing of uh, Katie Johnson to Chicago. I believe that was on Friday. Yeah, I think they just needed her or to like Saturday? physically be there yeah. to sign. <laughs> sign this yeah. piece of paper, yeah, please. Yeah, right. We have it right waiting for you. <laughs> I love the uh, photo that they put out on their Twitter <laughs> yeah. uh, announcing the signing yeah. with her holding the scarf. I, and it's a my kind of it town. It just says kind of. But it's, it's just as kind of. It's so it's perfect. So it's like the memes are just creating themselves yeah. now. Uh-huh. Uh, that's probably going to be used a lot yep <laughs> this season can't wait shout out to local 134 because they're yeah, already that on top was of it very funny <laughs> very very good stuff uh but along with uh officially signing katie johnson they announced the re-signings of yuki nagasato danny colaprico and aaron wright good to see them back how did that make you feel to see these players coming back with the red stars yeah it's great i mean it's it's interesting only in just someone like nagasato it's still at this point is just a game of like kind of following their social media to see what their plans are. And um, so it's always good just to have them back in town, signing on the dotted line, feeling good about the new season. I think obviously all three players had indicated that that was going to be the case. So there wasn't a lot of angst or worry, but um, yeah, you don't know until you know, you know, such as NWSL. Yeah. I, I like that these players were announced as, you know, these resigns, yeah. you know, they're all coming off of, um, a good NWSL season in 2018, and they're all coming off of, you know, recent W League season. Uh, Danny Colaprico winning the grand final and the championship in, in W League with Sydney FC and Yugi Nagasato making it to the playoffs. Aaron Wright actually just, like, getting in there. Just like Aaron Wright was just like, you know what, just let me in here. Let she, me in W League. I want to play. Uh, she loves let Australia so much. It yeah, cool. it was cool to see yeah. the, the rest of us. She other should join the tourism board or something. Hey, man. The peak ambassador. <laughs> On side. Yeah. 2023 <laughs> yeah, World <exactly>. Cup. <laughs> yeah, no, so it was just good to see, like, 
uh, all those players get signed. And and for like, especially for someone like Yuki Nagasato, like the idea of like a a player in Nagasato this being her third season with the Red Stars, it's like you blink. And it's you, huge. It's kind of like wow, that. I that is actually yeah. Here. That is. Uh, here we did you hear how we spoke over each other there it's uh, happening it's uh, happening guys that in and of itself is actually super awesome because obviously with international players um you have your two-year window and so nagasato extending past that is actually like very very cool um and a real commitment to the club i mean and, and, and I, I think you don't necessarily think about it because she was so injured her first year and then uh so you don't really necessarily think about how much how the length of her contract but um extending to a third year as an international player like that is like a significant thing i think yeah and and also chicago has a long history of not being the kind of place for international players to stay for a long time so it's very cool that that relationship has developed and all that stuff because that's good for both club and for the player i think i think that's sort of i can't i mean I don't know if other people out there feel this way about it, but for me, that's almost sort of what a player like Yuki Nagasato symbolized, like when they initially yeah. signed her, because right. they were sort of like the Red Stars were sort of getting this rap about their internationals. And right. They were like, oh, you're trading away your international yeah, spots. They don't and have like, them. Right. I would be at game days and people would literally be tweeting me, like, why does yeah. Rory Dames not like internationals? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I, what? So I, I, I thought with the an announcement of you can out coming to the red stars already like a couple of years ago sort of symbolized that where it was just kind of like, we're not afraid to be a place, you know, where internationals come to play. And, you know, the red stars have had internationals before there was just this very small pocket or window of time where they just weren't utilizing national team players mm-hmm. or international players, excuse me. And then this signing of this huge storied player sort of was like, okay, well, we look at us now. Right. And the payoff, I think, has been huge. Like, the upside has just been, like, Yeah, also, ridiculous. like, quick shout-out to specifically Danny Colaprico and Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr and Nikki Stanton and uh, Katie Naughton for all having exceptional W League performances. Word, that was fun to watch. yeah. It was like they were spread out a bit, uh, like a, a couple of different teams. Yep. And like, I, I don't think I missed anybody. I think those were the Red Stars who were in the W League top 11, uh, the yeah. top 18 or whatever. And um, yeah, they all had very good seasons and no one got hurt. Well, <laughs> Danny got a little bit hurt, yeah, but a little, little not bit. like hardcore hurt. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, we're same. So it was like, just, just good. Welcome back to the team. Yeah. We're really excited to to see these players uh, yeah. put together a good season. Really excited to see Nagasato not just play with Kerr, but also somebody like uh, Katie Johnson now. Mm-hmm. See how that looks uh, on the pitch. Yeah, it's going to be great. And not everything is always uh, super wrapped up and tied up neatly in a bow because the Red Stars also announced that they came to a mutual agreement with Rosie White and that she will not be returning to the Chicago Red Stars this season in a World Cup year with New Zealand that uh, both parties sort of determined that it was in her best interest to, you know, to respect the fact that she wanted to focus on the World Cup with New Zealand in New Zealand. And both parties have agreed to sort of revisit a position on the team post-World Cup. you have any thoughts on that announcement? 
Nothing other than just um, New Zealand's spot in the world stage has always been just kind of is like tenuous and yeah. specific, and um, I fully understand her feeling like she'd be overextending herself. I think that's the biggest thing. Probably maybe feeling like she's just doing too much if she is doing the club season. But, you know, I don't think there's any animosity there. And obviously Chicago owns her rights. So if she's still interested in playing in the NWSL, that will be a conversation for the future. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm I'm sure there were a number of things that had to be discussed. I Mm -hmm. mean, for people who don't remember, Rosie White came to the Red Stars, you know, via, you know, unfortunate circumstances, the right. Boston Breakers yeah. ended up folding. There was a dispersal draft. Yeah. So Rosie White came as an additional rostered player, uh, an international player. Those are all things I think you have to look at. I mean, and again, I again, this is pure speculation. There might have been a conversation about how much at this point Chicago could pay her because as a Boston Breaker player, they didn't add to the salary cap Correct. last year, but they do now. Yeah. So there are unfortunately like some very boring reasons why it just make might make sense to uh, take a break. Yeah. Weird. And uh, the news is going to keep rolling out, I'm sure, with additional signings or re-announcements of players and stuff like that i'm sure um tierna davidson is going to be one of those players that we hear about uh, very very soon and we also have to talk about another s- very unfortunate thing um stephanie mccaffrey has announced that she's going to be retiring from pro soccer uh, due to her neurological illness that she was sort of that c- came to light last season and she ended up sort of having to battle with uh, throughout the 2018 uh, season. And uh, just a really sort of just sad, unfortunate circumstance. Uh, it honestly sucks to see that that is something that she has to focus on off the pitch. But I totally get it and understand it and respect it. And uh, I appreciate everything that Steph McCaffrey had tried her best to contribute, you know, as a as a Red Star. I, I can remember – when they made the trade for Stephanie McCaffrey, it was such a, it was viewed with such an upside just because there was this player that was coming into the Red Stars in this sort of uh, middle of the season where you knew eventually there was going to be like a playoff push. And this player had a huge upside that maybe people weren't seeing necessarily at, at, at Boston with the breakers. And so for them to make a trade, for Steph McCaffrey at that time, there was there was like almost two parts. There was like people who thought it was a really good move, and there were people who were kind of like, "Well, what are you doing?" You know. And uh, I'll never, I don't think I'll ever forget her very first match and like her first post game uh, press conference where she talked about that. Like she was not afraid to be on record saying like, you know, comfortability is sometimes not good, and you got to push yourself outside of those things. And it just seemed like a good fit. And she was, like, really excited to be in Chicago and, you know, be a Red Star and try to push, you know, for, for the playoffs. And uh, that, that 2016 team was, uh, I think, kind of special in that sense. I think you think back to that. For me, I think back to that semifinal, too. She had – Steph McCaffrey had sort of been uh, carrying an injury into that final, but she came on as this uh, second-half sub and just sort of ignited something – with that team and then all of a sudden you had this crazy Kristen Press equalizing goal and the Red Stars were just looking like really really uh fearless so I think um that's probably like one of my best sort of Red Stars memories as far as covering Steph McCaffrey 
with this team and uh i hope she finds success off of the pitch yeah and and she will she's someone that i think it's <laughs> it's it's her story is one that just reminds you that like nothing is certain you know she always had the brain for this right like she always did she always had the intelligence and the personality and the commitment and the understanding as a teammate like her brain just like she was the type of person that was meant to really succeed and then her body (laughs) just let her down and that happens you know and that is just something that unfortunately is part of like being a human being and um the good news i think for s- someone like stephanie mccaffrey is she a is going to take every experience she got from this game like with her and because she's been so engaged and so proactive there are so many roads that she can walk down because of what she's already done in this sport. And then the other thing, too, is just I think it's smart to walk away now and just understand that there are only so many things that, you know, a body can do. And if your body's telling you no, you have to accept that as hard as that might be. And then, yeah, go on to do whatever great things you're going to do in the future. So, um yeah, my memories of Stephanie McCaffrey are just that she's a very good teammate. And even when she wasn't playing for Chicago, she was always a teammate, 100%. She was all in. And uh, I think that that part of who she is will, you know, cause her to uh, do great things in the future. Yeah, Word, I really, I really like that a player – of her sort of calorie, she got traded to the Red Stars and was utilized in sort of this kind of off-the-bench role and ended up buying into the team and its culture. Yeah. And like you said, just being a very good teammate. Uh, ended up starting her nonprofit and Hidden Gems. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that kind of stuff. Like yeah. you have a player that comes to Chicago, buys into the team and the culture, ends up falling in love a little bit with the city and digging its vibe you know, to the point where like it sort of in, it was this sort of inspiration to start this nonprofit and hidden gems and uh, little things like that are legacy building things. And it's cool that she started that in Chicago and has started to expand that. You saw her do some stuff in Houston and I'm sure it's going to maybe be in other cities. And uh, I can't wait to see that for that kind of stuff. She also uh, scored on her first cap with the U.S. Women's National Team. <laughs> Never forget. And no one can ever take that away Never from her. Never forget. Always respect. Yep. Forever. Yes. Forever. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, yeah. Shout out to, to, to Steph McCaffrey. Yeah. And uh, Salute. Yes. Chicago salute there. Yep. You can't see us, but we're taking a drink right <laughs> mm-hmm. now. It's all good. But that's uh, pretty much a wrap for the preseason news that's been happening with the Red Stars. Um, when we do our next episode, it'll probably be talking about some actual preseason game type stuff. Uh, for those of you out there who are enjoying your soccer in the form of national team stuff, uh, you have been seeing Julie Ertz tear it up for the national team during She Believes. Uh, you saw Alyssa Nair get a start uh, in that, and 
We've been uh, we were really excited to have Danny Colaprico in those camps, but unfortunately, she sort of re-aggravated um, an injury yeah. and ended up pulling out, which is probably for the best. It's not over, guys. It's not, not over, over, guys. Everybody just it ain't chill. over till it's over. Everybody just relax. Yeah. Everybody knows Danny Colaprico plays some of that most badass soccer with no one the will Red Stars. ever convince me that Andy Sullivan is better than Danny. Colaprico. On record, that's on record. I'm Claire. just saying. <laughs> good stuff but one thing that i really liked coming out of this uh she believes tournament i think it was a really <laughs> it was a fun talking point for sure there was a game the game against england where the national team decided to wear she inspires me type yes. jerseys mm-hmm. and it sparked this intense twitter debate and while i'm not gonna focus on the what i thought were not good takes i'm going to just focus on the takes that were more along the lines of what is this player thinking or what was the symbolism behind choosing these specific inspirational names we had things out there like audrey lloyd we had a uh Cardi B on mm-hmm. there, uh, Serena Williams, yep. a lot of good ones, yep. a lot of heads, maybe even a couple head scratchers, but you know, you don't know. It was, you know what, what I loved about it, it was so honest and open and genuine, and you can you can pick up whatever you want to from those picks, but though all of them were just like very much reflections of the players that chose them. It, it told you a little bit. It did. It told you a little yeah. bit, and I appreciated that mm-hmm. more than just the fact that they were doing that. So it got me thinking that what if the Red Stars did this, mm. but the name that they had to choose had to be like a Chicago-inspired name so i'll even keep it like open to whatever male female can be whatever but it has to be like a chicago inspired type of name yeah are you asking me i'm putting you on (laughs) okay so i go first okay i can Um, go first no we can just talk over each other because we have two mics we can talk about it because we got (laughs) two mics um yeah i'll go first uh truly so my pick and i'll I'll do my whole I'll do my whole bit of like explaining it. Um, Your blurb. My blurb. Here's my blurb. Um, my blurb is that I'm not from Chicago, so my experience with Chicago is one as an adult, and I don't think there's any Chicago person who, for me as an adult, I have um, has I've I've found more inspirational or uh, you know uh, educational or whatever than um, Eve Ewing. <laughs> Which is so, so funny because like she's that's so like millennial. She, I know she's but like that's so good. She's also like s- just not that much older than me. Doesn't <laughs> matter. I just think that she's uh, incredibly cool and so smart and and legitimately and I and I say this truly the the reason that I even understand things about Chicago is because of her. Like, yeah. she is Chicago to me. Uh, Eve Ewing, for people who don't know, Eve yeah. Ewing is just a real-ass one. Oh, my God. And if you don't follow her on Twitter, She's an incredible should. poet and writer. writer. Yeah. And, act- and she, uh, I, she probably wouldn't consider herself to be an activist, but she's... But she's... I, I consider her, like, a Chicago she's a, activist. She's involved in the community. She wrote an incredible book about the school clothings, closings on the South Side in 2003 that came out yep. last year called Ghosts in the Schoolyard. I just yep. read that. 
Um, she writes for Marvel. <laughs> she also, yeah, she like also writes comic books. She's just incredible. And so, yeah, yeah like if, if I was just like thinking of the one person that I would feel like if, a superhero with her name on my back. Would it, would it be like, would you just literally have her Twitter handle? Would it just be yeah. like, at, at you? Yeah. yeah, I would put, I would just put Wikipedia Brown <laughs> on the back of my shirt. <laughs> be like, so good. y'all know. Yeah, no, man. I feel like I would want to have like a handful yeah. of options. Sure. E-, e viewing is such a good one. Uh, I would, I would like, uh, like Sandra Cisneros. She's like, Sandra Cisneros is like one of my favorite authors of all time, and she's a Chicagoan. And uh, true facts, I met her and oh, like at an event at Columbia College, and actually took her t- to the airport, and we had like a cool conversation. And my mind was blown and it will forever be like changed by that. So like she would probably be someone uh, I would like to see, like, could you imagine just like Yuki Nagasato just running out there with like a Gwendolyn Brooks on her jersey? Like that would just be like so good. You know what I mean? (laughs) It would just be so good. Like I would love to see like a Chicago inspired jersey. That's the thing is like, is like you absolutely could fill a whole team with just inspirational people from Chicago. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I would love to see, like, Yuki just run out there with Gwendolyn Brooks, like, on the <laughs> yeah. back of the energy uh, <laughs> on, on or just, like, have somebody, like, just have, like, I would love to see, like, Alyssa Nair roll out there with, like, Coco Taylor it's like, it's on like, her back. It's like Sam, like this, this it's legendary <laughs> blues singer. It's like <laughs> Sam Kerr is Harold Washington. <laughs> 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 Like no one, like no one, you don't see a daily jersey. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no day. Not for one second. (laughs) Not for one second. But Harold Washington is scoring five goals Absolutely, 100%. Like people actually fight over that jersey (laughs) name. Right. So good. Oh, man. I would, yeah. I would, but I would also love to see like the the Twitter handles on there. Like I wouldn't mind seeing a few out there. Like the e-viewing. I'll even like shout out. (laughs) I love. Shout out to uh, Shakita Taylor. She's at Curly Fro. Yeah. She's actually just, like, she yeah. does a lot of great baseball writing, and I love mm-hmm. her Twitter. Her nail game is on point. Yep. I love it. It is so good. And uh, she's someone else that I think is just very Midwestern mm-hmm. and is centralized in Chicago now. Um, follow her on Twitter and read her stuff if you already don't do it. But, yeah, I would definitely put the at Curly Fro. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like, yeah I think it would be, sure. like, so, so good. The, yeah. As the Chicago-inspired jerseys. You sh- you all should hit us up on the on our Twitter and let yeah, us know let like us know. and let us know which yeah. ones you would want to see yeah. on Chicago Red Stars jerseys if there was a Chicago inspired kind of night. But uh, we're gonna end on that note, Claire. You better let all these people know where they can find you and all your good work. Yes, you can uh, honestly just follow me on Twitter at Scout Ripley. Uh, that's the centralized place to find all the stuff that I'm doing. Do stuff for Equalizer, do stuff for Hot Time, do stuff for anybody. I mean, yeah, I'm out there doing stuff. So. I heard you have a band. Yeah, yeah. Also music. Yeah. Uh, you can find me in my work at Hot Time and Old Town for the most part and other avenues. And if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter. At Sandavera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to continue to support the Southside Trap and all that we do here, you can do that on Twitter as well. 
at Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P. You can find us on Podbean and you can find us on iTunes. And you should subscribe and like and rate and leave a comment for all, what is it, 15 of you now? All kinky. Yeah. <laughs> all kinky don't, of you. Do don't that. tweet us. Just on, on the <laughs> iTunes, on the podcast app, say who your Chicago <laughs> person would be. <laughs> no worries. Just let us know. Definitely don't DM because we probably won't read it. But put it somewhere where we might see it. But uh, everybody, take it easy out there. You still got to stay warm because it's still cold out there. And we'll catch you on the next one.